0: To the Lord let praises be. It's time for dinner now. Let's go eat. Sorry. Couldn't help myself. Lyle love it. Thank you. He was on the radio and I had to I had to sing along. Welcome to Splinter's Ah uh, yes, yeah, spring and um food comes to mind. So, uh, an idea I had about um <laughs> eating. Listen to this and and see what you think. Spring is here. Glorious, blustery, sunny, and wet spring. April. My favorite month. I had never pried open an oyster before. I mean, even the idea of eating this slimy little thing would have have horrified the six-year-old me. I would have run screaming from the room, from the table. Heck, the 30-year-old me would have had trouble with it growing up i thought even mushrooms were terrible texturally weird oysters come on i'd eat fried liver and onions as a kid but man oysters slimy slippery around oh goodness gracious you can't get slimier than those things although i will admit that eating liver also takes some courage of course if you got a father like mine you ate your liver but I still cannot imagine the younger me looking at one of those gray-colored mucus balls in a shell and thinking to himself, oh yeah, let's eat. And yet for some reason, over the years I have developed a taste for this briny treat. Of course, a martini usually helped gather my courage and oyster fork for me. I learned to place a lively vinaigrette nearby to alert the oyster to his or her imminent re-entry into the great entropic system known as nature. They were about to be eaten. And I was ready to slurp along with the best of them. Go figure, how, how did I change? Oysters were now high on my list of appetizing treats when I wanted a taste of the ocean on my palate. But this night was different. No plate on ice would arrive with all the work done for me. Lemon wedges surrounding the doom, six or twelve naked ersters cooling. No, tonight I was the pry bar, the knife's edge, the lever. There were no twelve oysters on ice waiting for me, along with my drink. It was me and the oyster. A friend had scored a bunch, a bushel basket really, full of Neetarts Bay oysters. Now, Neetarts Bay is on the Pacific coast, sort of near Tullamook Three capes. Lovely, lovely area there. And Jeff had gotten these oysters from a guy who was buying some tools from him or something. Anyway, he brought them along. He farmed these oysters and gave Jeff a bushel basket, a bushel basket full of oysters. Now these aren't too large; they're not gargantuan, not horse collar size. Years ago, another friend of mine had a oyster barbecue, and these things were gigantic. They still gross me out. But the thought of fighting these neat hearts oysters, fighting that shell for my dinner was thrilling. I said, yeah, give me some. A couple of handfuls, huh? I'm willing. And I gave some away to a, another friend. But I thought, all right, let's do this. And thinking about prying that safe, that oyster shell open with just a screwdriver was pretty interesting to me. I didn't have an oyster knife, of course, but I did have a screwdriver. sure. It was clean enough, I thought, to sterilize it. It's a thought that counts. Hell, the oyster would probably kill me faster than the grime on my screwdriver. I was, wasn't worried about that. Anyways, there I was, oyster in hand at the sink. It's a mess. I have a plate. I've put, I had ice on it, and crushed it up a little bit, and that was melting on the kitchen table while I was at the at the sink now I had to figure out the hinging system these little guys Jeff had told me you got to look for a spot where you can get your lever in there and pry it open there's always one little telltale spot and so I said okay I'm gonna do this and I was at the sink and started to pry one open and I'm breaking shells and and it's a bit of a struggle at first and then I managed to get one get one open and, another one, and another one, and I ate those at the sink, and then another three, and then another three at the sink. and I had managed to mix up a little sauce. I'd stopped for just a minute and managed to mix up a little something, nothing to make a restaurant worry his pretty little head about, just something to go with the taste of the sea, some lemon, some salt, a dash of vinegar. That's all I needed. And for a you know, aesthete like you are probably... It was close to barbaric, but to this boy, it was high cuisine right at the sink. Pour the wine, I'm ready to eat oysters, ready to dine. And so I just kept prying those things open. Every once in a while, I'd have a little trouble. I have to brutalize that shell to get in. Um, but it was such a treat. It was such a treat to uh, make my dinner that way. And I tell you this story because it is apropos of absolutely nothing but opportunity. When opportunity knocked at my door and asked me, do you want to shuck some oysters tonight? I did not question the question. I did not question my fortune or the risk to life and perhaps limb. I dove in with both fork and knife ready to go. This was an opportunity I could not pass by. So I I have to admit I also wanted you to get hungry and by extension interested in what was to come. Go grab yourself a cracker, not an oyster cracker. Those are terrible. But consider this news. Just consider this. A year from where we were back in twenty twenty. We are bored. We are most of us fatter. We are tired. This pandemic has gone way beyond the length of a decent short horror story and way, way past an epic movie on the perils of being alive in a pandemic. Folks are still getting sick. Folks are still dying. Folks are still ignoring credible health advice to wear a mask. All that stuff. And here we are hoping that summer comes along and the bugs will get rinsed away by sunshine. It doesn't really work like that. The herd immunity concept, unfortunately, uses the term herd in it, which is a synonym for collective stupidity in my mind. And we listen to the news every day, which is as bad for us as a day-old oyster sitting out on the counter. Nothing good comes from this surfeit of depressing information. Too much. I had uh, worked with a guy once who, uh, who said he got all his news from books. And I thought, that's a fascinating way of approaching things. So he wouldn't read the newspaper wouldn't watch the television news because that was pretty much organized to get eyeballs and give you a little bit of information that had been barely digested by critical thinkers. But a book, now a book was a way of giving events some time to settle and stepping back from them and saying, okay, this is what I think happened. And this is what I think will happen because of this. It's a critical way of Digesting the news at a much, much slower pace, unlike slurping oysters and the news every day. And it's depressing. It is depressing. Stay away from it. Oysters should not be eaten every day. Boy, that's an analogy I didn't know was coming. But it's the truth. I'd go nuts if I had to eat oysters every day. Nothing good comes from this much information. So take heart, throw away your news feed for a few hours every week. Take an online class with us at the studio. There you go. Enough with following the herd and watching the news. Not now. Now's the time to do something for yourself. Learn something new. Feed your head and your mind and your heart instead. Come take a class with us online at the studio. This is our future. I hope you'll join us. We've got a class coming up April 17th called the Build Along Session that will run on Saturday mornings late morning two hours of lectures and demo with me building a small table coffee table and we'll learn about mortise and tenons actually we'll start with l- lumber selection and how to choose certain pieces of wood for certain parts of the of the project and and then mortising techniques and assembly techniques it's a pretty simple built uh so most everyone could, could take it on and learn a bunch of stuff. And then you'll have a nice table at the end of it. And there's nothing wrong with that. So we'll meet the first Saturday for two hours and then alternate uh, those lecture demos with a one-hour Q&A. And then the next Saturday, and then the Saturday after that, is a two-hour lecture, and the Saturday after that, a Q&A, and so on and so forth. Eight weeks of this. It's good fun. A few hours every Saturday morning. And uh, you'll learn a bunch of stuff, and you won't be thinking about the news. You'll be thinking about what's right in front of you. And that helps. That helps. I will not go on in this in this vein. I will stop this philosophizing and say thank you for listening. This has been Gary Rogowski for Splinters. Welcome spring. Take a look at things at NorthwestWoodworking.com. Please leave us a review on whatever podcast service you follow us on, iTunes, wherever, Spotify. Tell other folks we need your support. We need to let people know about a different way of being in the world. Thanks again for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. (music) ¶¶ To the Lord, let praises be. It's time for dinner, now let's go eat. Got some beans and some good cornbread, and I listen to what the preacher said. Now it's to the Lord, let praises be. It's time for dinner, now let's go eat.